Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Asia-Pacific stocks are trading higher this morning with Australia leading the ways up by 0.6%. Japan is up by 0.56% and Korea is up by 0.03%. Now stocks jumped overnight on Wall Street and clawing back some of the steep losses from previous week. And this also comes as traders looked ahead to the highly anticipated Federal Reserve meeting and new inflation data that will be released later today. The blue chip Dow added 1.6% to finish off at 34,005 points. The S&P 500 gained 1.4% to close at 3,990 points. And the Nasdaq Composite rose 1.3% to end off at 11,143. So to tell us exactly what is driving the positive sentiment over on Wall Street, let's invite on the show Ryan Huang. Good morning, Ryan. How are you doing this morning? Morning, Dan. Doing great. How about you? Not too bad myself, Ryan. Now, as mentioned earlier, Monday's overnight moves followed a solid session for all major averages after a tough down week. So what exactly boosted sentiments overnight on Wall Street and who were the biggest movers? Alright, there are a couple of things I'm looking at and one of them is deal making. That seems to be picking up as we close out the year and we have a couple of deals on the table. One of them is in the biomed space. Mgen agreeing to buy Horizon Therapeutics in an all-cash deal that's around $27.8 billion. So it confirms early reports. And this is lifting the shares of Amgen, or rather Horizon Therapeutics, which is up 15.5%. And Amgen shares are down 0.7%. Microsoft is also in the news. We'll be unpacking it a bit later. And this is up 4%, or rather it has seen... Microsoft taking a 4% stake in the London Stock Exchange and it will see both sides using each other's assets. So London Stock Exchange's shares up 3% and Microsoft shares up 2.9%. We have Cooper Software also making headlines up almost 27%. And this is after the company agreed to be taken private by Toma Bravo for $8 billion dollars. In cash, so Toma Bravo will pay $81 a share. That's a premium of 77% over Cooper's closing stock price on November 22nd before we saw those media reports about a potential deal. So Cooper Software makes business software for chief financial officers. Mm. So all these deals have been lifting the mood on Wall Street. And on top of that, it looks like we might be seeing investors looking a bit more optimistic when it comes to inflation. So we mm. had a New York Fed survey coming through, which suggested so. Consumers expecting the one-year inflation to, uh, rate to run at a 5.2% pace. So those expectations are down from October by 0.7 percentage points. So that kind of lends to the narrative that those rate hikes and the coming quarters that will be announced by the Fed um, at least this Thursday morning could start to be dialed back. So a bit of, a, I guess, relief for investors after a bumpy week last week. Right. Yes, it's certainly a bumpy week and bumpy would be an understatement, especially for what's happening this year in the markets so far. Now, Ryan, December is off to a rough start and so far it's not living up to its seasonal reputation of being one of the best months for equity market returns. In fact, since 1950, the S&P 500 has historically produced average returns of just over 1.5% and finished off the month in positive territory of 75% of the time. So Ryan, what are your thoughts 
thoughts on the possibility of a recovery in the second half of the month? It's going to be a tough one to call because you've got both good and bad reasons for what might happen for the rest of the month. You've got on the good side, the potential for a darling back of those rate hikes by the Fed. You've got a China reopening story that is possibly going to lift the mood for the global economic um, outlook. And then on the other, other side, you've got those potential um, surprises that might just uh, give some unexpected turns in terms of the market directions when you have maybe China also uh, double-edged sword lifting the inflation picture as well as we see demand coming back. So you've got these reasons, but usually towards the end of the year, we get a what's called a Santa Claus rally. Mm. So maybe history will repeat itself with that year-end um, cheer, people buying stocks as well as no festive gifts. Yes, who doesn't love presents, right? Anyways, let's turn on. Let's turn our attention to a sector or a news that's making headlines this morning, and that's the arrest of FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried. And he was arrested this mo- this evening and over in the US by the Bahamian authorities after the United States author- uh, attorney for the Southern District of New York shared a sealed indictment with the Bahamian government setting the stage for extradition and US trial for one of the one-time crypto billionaire at the heart of the FTX collapse. Ryan, what can you tell us about the arrest of uh, Sam Bankman-Fried? Were you surprised? Okay, so I am not surprised because there's been so much pressure um, on this issue. So what's happened here is the US just getting paperwork done and now this sets the stage for extradition and a US trial for SBF. Mm. So we don't know exactly what the charges are because the indictment is sealed. So we will find out in due course, I believe in the next 24 hours when they unseal it and they will probably have more to say and then we will find out how serious those charges are. But separately, it's worth noting the current CEO, FTX CEO, John Ray III, who took over the operations last month when FTX filed for bankruptcy. Now he's going to be speaking at the House Financial Services Committee to talk about what he's found since then. And he is going to be, in his prepared remarks, going to be saying uh, that SBF went on a $5 billion spending binge and mm. also co-mingled assets with those of his hedge fund elemental research. So these are rather serious allegations and will then mean that there's been quite a bit of Um, breach in financial regulations. So that's going to be just adding more headaches to SBF and it's going to be quite a deep hole for him to get off. Yes, and certainly very worrying for him as well. This arrest marks the first concrete move by regulators to hold individuals accountable for the multi-billion dollar implosion of FTX. And just before his arrest was announced, Sam Bankman-Fried had also been expected to testify virtually before the House Financial Services Committee. But his attorneys said that he will not be testifying. So we'll see how this rolls out for the rest of the day. We'll be keeping a close eye on that. Now, Ryan, let's shift our attention to the semiconductor sector, where we are seeing Japan and Netherlands agreeing in principle to join the US in tightening controls over the export of advanced chip-making machinery to China. So, Ryan, help us understand what's the rationale behind this alliance. What does this mean for Beijing's technology technology ambitions? Okay, so the US has been pushing for this, which is to restrict the 
high-level technology stuff from China, effectively in the semiconductor space. So all these AI chips and everything to do with just making more advanced hardware. So they are trying to make it harder for China to get their hands on it. So Japan and the Netherlands are now allying with the US to do so. So this pretty much will represent a almost total blockade of China's ability to buy these things to make what they need for the next generation of stuff. So we are looking at, for example, American gear suppliers, Applied Materials, Lam Research, KLA Corporation, Japan's Tokyo Electron, and in the Netherlands, ASML Holdings. So these are all critical suppliers. So in that sense, it's going to be bad news for these suppliers because Mm. they can't sell as much as before. So if investors are watching these stocks, uh, they are likely to see some movements uh, around these headlines. Um, So for China, it's going to be quite tough for them. Mm. So quite likely, they'll be forced to make things themselves. So Mm. this is going to take quite some time as well. But in time to come, that could be the scenario that everyone will have to deal with, that China will have to go down that route, which it has done for many other technologies. So it looks like uh, that is going to be how things will play out. But of course... It is going to be quite complicated because U.S. companies will also suffer uh, as part of these um, restrictions. Yeah, it's like a shot to the leg, huh? So, Ryan, do you think Ryan? Uh, do you think China will be able to build a leading edge industry on its own? Then, I mean, do you see it having collaborative works with any other countries, for that matter? Okay, we've seen it happen in the network space. They've got Huawei to deal with the competition from the likes of Nokia. We've seen them come out with their own smartphones as well. Huawei also doing smartphones. They've got their own maps and own OS and we've seen their own social media space. Now, they don't need Facebook so much. So you've got that playing out and I believe that will also be the case for uh, this arena of semiconductors as well. Right. Thank you for painting up that stage for us, Ryan, and certainly very exciting times ahead of uh, China as well to see whether they can prove they're resilient enough to lead this industry in the semiconductor space. Now, back at home, we're currently 16 minutes into the local trading day and last and just yesterday, the Straits Times Index closed lower by 0.19% to end off at 3,239 points. Now, Ryan, how is the SDI performing today? All right, let's take a look at where we are for the SDI. So, across the region, it's been rather buoyant because of the overnight rally on Wall Street. And it's the same for the Straits Times Index, up 0.5% at 3,257. So, looking at where we are for the 30 constituents, only two counters are in the red and they are Jardin Second Carriage, down 0.9%. At 28.28, followed by Capitaland Invest down 0.6% at 3.60. At the top of the table, we have Hong Kong Land up 3.3% at 4.57, and followed by Johnny Matheson Holdings up 2.3%, and Maple Tree Industrial Trust up 1.8%. So that's the action so far on the Singapore stock market front. All right, thank you so much for that, Ryan. Now, Market View is never done without a game of up or down. Now, if you're regular on this show, you would be familiar with this game. I pick a stock or a topic and you guess whether it's an up or a down. Ryan, are you ready? Let's go. Let's go with the first one. Singapore Airlines. All right, I am going with down. So it's adjusting Hmm. the conversion price of its 
1.625% convertible bonds which are due in 2025 from $5.74.3 to $5.63.09 to factor in a dividend. So this is, I, I guess, down overall. Right. Yes, and uh, I will likely go down for SIA as well for the decline in the convertible bonds. Now, let's move on to the next one, Singapore Exchange. Okay, I am going for SGX to be down because mm. turnover in securities are down 3.2% to $27.2 billion in November. So that is just, uh, I guess, reflecting a bit of um, activity uh, drifting lower during um, what's uncertain times. Hmm. Yes, certainly uncertain uncertain times because uh, the the securities daily average value for November also stood at one point two billion dollars. That's down seven point six percent on the year, and it's just slightly up seven point four percent on the month. So I'm gonna go with a slight down for it's SGX as well. Now Ryan, finally Capital Corp. Okay, I am going with Capital for. To be up because they have been included in the Dow Jones Sustainability Index. Mm. So that typically sees positive movements for any stock when they are added to an index when funds have to uh, add them to the portfolio. On the flip side, not so great for CDL, mm. which loses its place in the Dow Jones Sustainability World Index. All right, that's all we have for today. Thank you so much, Ryan. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.